Welcome to Chasing the Chaos. Where like the storm chasers, we chase the chaos of the storm. We take the mayhem of mainstream media and spice it up with an interesting twist. Honey, like close the windows, we're flying by like Inglewood. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's literally on our hands because of what we did. So they're doing whatever it takes to make sure that all avenues are covered. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. This all is right. getting chaotic. On a much more serious note, five alleged cartel members are now in custody after the kidnapping and killings of four Americans. What more do the cartels need to do than abduct Americans? Four American tourists who traveled to Mexico for a cosmetic procedure were kidnapped by a Mexican Gulf cartel. As the group entered the Mexican city of Matamoros, the American citizens were shortly after intercepted by the cartel, where two members of the group were shot and killed while the other two were kidnapped, with one of the two being wounded as well. A short video surfaced online of the incident where one of the women was forcibly shoved into the back of a pickup truck by a cartel member. Later, after the incident had garnered the attention of the FBI, who put up reward money for the whereabouts of the surviving American citizens along with the party responsible for the brutal crimes, the cartel had five men allegedly responsible for the attack, bound and tied along with a note accepting complete responsibility and apologizing for the misunderstanding. Apparently, the five men thought the group of American tourists were drug smugglers. Many suspect the cartel let five low-ranking members take the fall for the heinous crimes to keep away the heat from the eyes of the American and Mexican governments, respectively. The two other American citizens who were kidnapped were released from the cartel's custody. What should be done to take precautions if you do decide to travel to Mexico? And what do you think about the cartel's apology? Was it genuine or pandering because they felt the pressure of the government's rising attention to the issue? I mean, what I'll say first for this whole situation is I, I think I can speak for all of us when I say our condolences are for the people who are not going to come back home. I think it's yeah. just an unfortunate Genuinely. situation. It's a misunderstanding, but it seems to happen so much in Mexico, man. I mean, we got to think a little differently, whereas Mexico, bro, the cartel owns the government. Yep. It's not here where there's kind of like legal corruption and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mexico is just such a like deep-rooted, it's really a third-world country, and it has so many of these issues that are going to continue to happen. I mean, they went for a cosmetic procedure, and it just, could you not have waited maybe? Could you have gone somewhere and like, I don't know, anywhere else in America for it? Like we have some pretty good plastic surgeons. Look at the Kardashians. <laughs> That's Bro. true. I think at that point though, it also lays down to what the American, the United States government has on those kind of surgeries. So it's good that there's, well, it's great rather that there's an investigation for those missing Americans because they're Americans. So we have to find out where they went. They're part of our country. But an apology letter is really useless if the victims are dead because I'm pretty sure two of the four victims, Woodard and Brown, are both, unfortunately, they passed away from this whole incident. So what, what was really the point of doing this? Was it a targeted attack? Was it a quote-unquote uh, prove-a-point attack? Because they were trying to avoid, like I said earlier, those United States, I don't know what the word is, but I want to call them the restrictions for surgeries or for certain guidelines that are used in the medical field. And this is their way of saying, oh, we don't want you doing that in our country, so we're going to attack you directly. Or like you mentioned before, they possibly were drug, which unlikely, mm. but- what was their point for the cartel actually 
are targeting those people. Well, the thing that I was like mostly like skeptical skeptical about is why would you leave a note afterwards saying sorry? That's like true. after you did it. Like that didn't make sense to me. Like how are you going to like kidnap people and go all about your business and then have to be like, oh well, we're sorry. And here's five of our people that we you know what I mean that we put out there for right. you. Like was it even those five people that did it because or were they trying to protect like higher ups in Cover the their own tracks? Yeah. Like that's 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 the point that I was getting at. Um I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's that's where I was at on it. I think that's a good point because like we said before, there's no point for them to just target random tourists in the in the country. It's for me, it pushes away my visitation or wanting to go to Mexico because of that reason. It's like random tourists are going to be targeted just because they're American or just because they're going for plastic surgery or an eye surgery or whatever. So it's really, it comes down to me, for me, it comes down to the reason why they did that. But at the same time, like what you said, CJ. I think that's really interesting, but I'd also like to include a reason as to why they were traveling to Mexico for a surgery. I do know that international surgeries are fairly cheaper I wouldn't say necessarily consider this surgery easily accessible. I agree with Next Step in a sense that it it drives me away from wanting to travel to Mexico. But as a, a safety procedure, if I were to be interested in traveling, I would make sure I stay within the realms of the resort that I'm in. I wouldn't go driving around, especially with non-native plates, maybe the cartel members seeing the non-native plates potentially held risk of them being a higher risk um, for robbery. The, that's true, yeah. but as a person, you shouldn't have to be like scared of like going somewhere because there's certain that's funny. spots. You're, that's funny you're telling a woman this. Yeah, that's a true <laughs> point. It's a true point. I mean, and that's a very, like, that is kind of a privileged take. I'm not going to lie with you. Um, because it's okay, just different sorry. places I'm in different countries. <laughs> It, it, it's different countries, man. It's different laws. And um, just to reiterate a point is the apology letter it, in it, it was saying it was a misunderstanding. Like they thought they were drug smugglers. They literally thought the people who were coming in were drug smugglers because usually you get the American plates coming into Mexico and it was like a border town, uh, Brownsville, I believe they came in through. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's what they thought. So like, why why wouldn't they confirm that then? Why wouldn't they say, okay, American plate, they just automatically assume, oh, drug smuggling, we need to target them. That's what I'm saying. Well, we don't know what happened before that. There could have been various- Can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Apologies to cut you off, but I personally think that the note is fully inauthentic. Yeah, I exactly. feel the emotions behind it are not derived from an act of genuine, genuinity. Yeah. That the that, term? Yeah, that makes sense. I don't feel like it's genuine at all. In fact, I feel it's almost a puzzle piece to the play they're putting on to derive the media away from what's really going on. Exactly. And if you look at the cartels, even the like news sources and everything else, they tell you that these cartels are known for doing that. Mm-hmm. They're known for giving an apology to be like, oh, well, we're sorry this happened. And then after that, they'll do other things, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily believe it was genuine at all because of how how much they go into it. No, I, I don't think it was genuine at all, but I'm trying to give a reason of why this happened in the first place. Now, the letter is definitely just a way to get American and Mexican governments off their back, keep the eyes off them, and keep business as usual. But what I'm saying is, with the they're pandering. 
just like having those five people. Do you think those five people were really the ones who did it? Absolutely not. There were low-level cartel members who have pledged their life for this life, and they will take the fall. Exactly. Because if they don't take the fall, their families and them are dead. It's That's, a lose-lose for them either it's way. A lose, it's a lose-lose. Lose. So might as well take the fall right and then have your family set up while you're in prison because that's what's going to happen i'm curious if the survivor of this has released any statements yeah i'm sure they might have said something i'm pretty sure a brother had uh an interview with like a cbs guy or something like that and he's just at the same time i mean well i know that they were i know that they were questioning the cartel people after they got caught and everything like where did you see that it was on the news they were questioning the cartel? Yeah, they were questioning and trying to get answers out of the cart- The people that got caught, like the five right. people. They were asking them questions. I don't know if any statements were like after that recorded or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I do know that they were asking. Wait, let me ask this question real quick. Are you guys surprised that the cartel let those other two people go? No. No. No? Not at no. all? No. No. Okay. Because to me, it seems like they're trying, like you said, they're trying to cover their asses for something that actually... They might have made out of a mistake. That apology letter could have been fake. So they're trying to cover their asses, finding out, oh, here's two people that we accidentally kidnapped. We're going to give them back to you. We can't say anything about the other two people, but we at least have these two. Why can't both things be true, though? Why can't the apology letter be bullshit, but also they fucked up and made a mistake? Well, yeah, I'm sure it is. But at the same time, they're going to go about their business and they're going to do their own thing. Right. And they're not going to feel sorry for it. They're going to be like, they're going to try to cover up their asses as much as possible. So therefore, that's why those two people were able to, you know what I mean, get out of there before they died like the other two. Got it. I see what you're saying. They're trying to focus on their own priority of self-sufficiency. Not really self-sufficiency, but there's really other- Longevity. Yeah, longevity. They're trying to preserve their longevity of the cartel in general. So they're doing whatever it takes to make sure that all avenues are covered. Even if it's- Portraying false empathy for the deaths they are responsible for. Oh, a hundred thousand percent. But let's not forget, though, that America, the U.S. government, funds different types of cartels in Mexico. I'm sure this one was probably not on the list of. Maybe it's a government setup. I I, I doubt that. What would be? (laughs) I don't know. But what would be the reason for it? Because there could be a reason. No, like let's let's explore what Jordan just said. What could be the reason for it to be a governmental setup. Maybe not by the U.S. government, but maybe the Mexican government as well. Well, I mean, like you said, the cartel is likely to control whatever is going on in that area. Exactly. Right. So, so they're, easy, they're, they're easily able to manipulate it. Exactly. Right. So they have the financial control. They have whatever other kind of control over that. So whether or not they're on that cartel list, they still have some kind of strength in the area for what the government would what their play would be for the government. So there might be a big play. There might be some something big going on that we don't know. This could be just the tip of the iceberg for it, but we really can't. It's kind of speculation at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. too early. At that point, it's speculation. For mm-hmm. me, what I see is it was the higher-ups of the cartel covering their ass. That's, that's what I saw. I, I agree with that, too. I can too. agree with that as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but anyways, we'll be back with the next segment. Uh, we got a big episode here for you, so stay tuned for more. Everybody, welcome back to Chasing the Chaos. I'm Live Zone, and we actually got the full crew here. So it's Monkey the Wise, y'all. How you doing? <laughs> good. How are you? Yo, what's I'm going on? Good. <laughs> I'm good. I, I didn't know there was a follow up question. <laughs> I'm Jordan. And I'm next up, the next step above the rest. You with your catchphrase. Yeah, you got to have one. <laughs> got to have one. 
Thank you for gathering today. And I have something really important I want to talk about today, and it is China's lethal aid to Russia. I'm going to start off with a question for you guys. You ready to listen? Let's hear it. Is lethal aid the next logical step for China to provide for the Russian forces in Ukraine?、Mm. The United States is warning China of possible economic sanctions if they give lethal aid to Russia during the Ukraine war. Is lethal aid the next logical step for China to provide for the Russian forces in Ukraine? The United States is warning China of possible economic sanctions if they give lethal aid to Russia during the Ukraine war. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has stated that China has already given Russia non-lethal aid. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Wenbin denied any allegations that implicated China in their attempts to ramp up production to aid Russia in any forms, including lethal assistance. Intelligence agencies assess that China still believes it benefits most by preventing a spiraling of tensions and by preserving stability in its relationship with the United States. Minister Wenbin doubled down and accused the United States of bearing the responsibility of complete escalation to the Ukrainian war. The United States has sent almost 28 billion in military assistance to the Ukraine military since the beginning of the war. Other countries in NATO have also given lump sums of financial and military equipment to Ukraine as ways to combat Russia's advances. Should the United States continue to give finances to combat Russia for Ukraine's? Complete and utter sovereignty. I don't know. I just I don't even care about China. Like, why are we so obsessed with what China is doing?、Oh, like, just said, well, like we just said, we have given twenty eight billion U.S. dollars that could have helped with healthcare, the homelessness, the infrastructure of this country, which is tearing the fuck apart. Like, have you seen the roads? They're awful. There、yeah. are so many other things we could have spent that twenty-eight billion on. I get it. What Russia is doing is fucked up, and it shouldn't be happening.、Mm-hmm. It really shouldn't be, obviously, but it's happening. And for us to spend twenty-eight billion dollars on another country's military equipment and finances is just laughable. We've already done this with the Taliban, and what did they do? They turned their asses back and started shooting at American soldiers. I don't understand the necessity to continue to give money to a president who has already stated that he is not going to have any concessions with Russia until it's they're completely out. So what does that mean? Crimea needs to be out now for them to even think about ending the war. It seems like a never-ending war, and it seems like the U.S. military infrastructure and businesses that are privately owned are financing and capitalizing on the Ukrainians. Well, let's look at it this way. I mean, you have two superpowers, right? China and Russia. We're not going to deny that they're both superpowers. We have the U.S., which is also superpower. You have all of these, and we're just. They're aiding each other. That's already bad news already. It's close to what one year in a war already. It's already been a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's already been a year. So it's yeah. While the U.S. is a superpower, it's still a stalemate waiting for who's going to pull the trigger first. So given the sanctions and the strict tension between U.S. and China right now, I mean, Russia has already started bringing out the bigger weapons. We have S three hundred anti aircraft missiles, KH twenty two anti ship missiles, which are the older gen of their missiles, and not even to mention the hypersonic Kinzhal ballistic missiles. Which are speeds of Mach ten. They can evade radar.、Jesus. They're that fast. So it's just showing that they're trying to force each other's superpowers' hand in either providing or not providing support. And one of the quotes that I actually, with what I read on this, is with 
Victoria Newland, serving under the Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs. She said, what we're trying to do here is to ensure that the Chinese understand that this would be a complete step change, not only in how they are viewed globally and their claims of neutrality, even though they're a superpower, but only in, but also, excuse me, in our relationship with China. So that just shows in itself that their tension is there. They're trying to keep that neutrality, but at the same time, they're also trying to, I guess, provide support for another country, for another uh, superpower. And keep in mind that all three of those missiles were developed in Russia. So that could show that information is being leaked between these superpowers. For example, we have China creating the J-20 rocket. I believe it's not the rocket, but the jet. There's a jet that Came from the U.S. Yes, it came from the U.S. And it act well, not really came from the U.S., but the information, the blueprints, it was mocked after the F-22, which is one of, and it's not even because I'm American. It's just saying because the F-22 is one of the best fighters in the world. It's just Mm -hmm. how fast it is, the best versatility of how it fights. So the fact that China is copying our plans for it and they're providing it to Russian military and their soldiers, that just shows that they're trying to get that extra edge up because they know that we have something that they don't. Now, Jordan, you looked a little off right there. You looked a little skeptical. So do you have anything to say about what Next Step was saying? I just found it really intriguing how Next Step was going into all the blueprint and all the technological information that Mm. honestly crossbreeds between these two nations. It's interesting to see the coexistence of these nations. Right. And I mean, look at what the U.S. has developed, too. We've had things like the B-2 bomber, the SR-71 Blackbird, those kinds of yeah. weapons that were developed that were specifically made to av- avoid radar. So we ha- if we've had or made things like that and no one else really knows about it, and we have, you know, Area 51, obviously, everyone's thinking about aliens and all of that, which, I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> so, but, so the things that I want to bring up, because I was looking into this a little bit, one of the things that I saw, and unfortunately, it just shows where the U.S. is going with this. It says the U.S. is saying that it would be ill-advised to help Russia, de- and they're denying any consequences. So when they're asking what would the consequences be, they're like, no, it would just be ill-advised. That's all we're going to mm-hmm. tell you. So that that's just showing where the U.S. is at with it. And then the other thing that I got was China's not answering any calls from the U.S. like they used to. Okay. So with those two things right there, it looks like this war between the Ukraine and Russia is going to expand to the war between China and the U.S. I think it might have some financial ramifications, but any kind of like direct contact, absolutely not. If China and the U.S. are going to go to any kind of actual war where it's boots on the ground, it's going to be more of a Taiwan type of situation. Again, we're hypocrites, though, because like we're not going to do anything. China can help Russia. I don't think so. Do you understand China owns the world global economy? We, we can do, we can do that the sanction shit with Russia, but we can't do that with China. That's true. They will fuck us. A lot of they the will absolutely fuck us. And my whole point is like, fine, if we want to help a little bit, sure. But can we give emotional support? Maybe like I thought the whole like I stand with Ukraine stickers on the back of cars and the flags. I thought that was a good little thing. It was posturing, of well, course, yeah. but it was better than giving twenty eight billion of our own dollars, which our country is fucking. Have you gone outside? <laughs> have you gone outside? I actually have gone outside today. Well, wow. <laughs> Good for you. That's <laughs> but, but no, an achievement. Seriously, seriously, though, if I was the U.S., I would be doing the same thing. If the people that I have problems with is going into a war that you're already helping out with, 
I would be like, fuck that. I'm going after you. And I mean, look at how much the how much debt the country is already in in itself. Correct. We already have what? To China too. To China. Yeah, it's what? In the trillions? In the trillions. It's it's we're, too much. It and sounds now, like we're digging a deeper grave for ourselves. Exactly. Maybe and maybe not. Because Why not? I was I was talking I was talking to Next Step about this. You know, the US government, they hide a lot of shit from us. And it's not like a lot of shit that like, oh, you could see on the news. Like, no, they hide a lot from mm-hmm. us that we're not even thinking about yet. Like, we're just th- we're just talking about like aliens and all that right now. They were hiding that from us for how many years? So the point is, is that even if we were to get involved in all that, I think that we would have enough mobility and everything to to go out and win that war. I think I think. You know, a lot of people are saying that that's we, we crazy. couldn't even beat farmers. I don't. I, you see, we just start. We were just <laughs> in a truckers. twenty. We just. I don't, I don't we were just so. in a twenty-year war. We couldn't even beat farmers. Do you I, think we're going to even? I, it's, there's no point. No, there's no morality in fighting for Ukraine, oh a, a country goodness. halfway this across the world. Is, nobody so here. Chaotic. Nobody here. <laughs> Chasing the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> nobody here. I think people care and think what Russia is doing is fucked up. And I think we can all agree here. It's fucked up what they're doing. But there is no sensible reason why we are going to put boots in the ground in Ukraine ever. Ever. It's just, it's not going to happen. Well, no, obviously not in the Ukraine, but the support I do agree with. Like, like we're not just going to support by saying a sticker with like, you know, heart Ukraine or whatever on it like that. Like that's not support. To give them what they need to go into battle, that's what we're doing, and that's what we need to keep doing, especially if they want to join NATO. But why is it all on us? There's NATO. Like, there's it's other countries in NATO. Us, We've already given $28 billion. What else do we need? Can, can there? Can we at least agree on there should be a cap? If, if Ukraine sure. is pushing for a full-on, like, victory over Russia, like, all Russian forces out, including Crimea, there needs to be a cap, a certain amount of years and money that we give. We've given $28 billion. That, there are see. people dying on the yeah. street. Yes, brother. Yes, there sure. are people who can't even feed their fucking children tonight, and we're giving twenty-eight billion dollars. I can see that because it's I, like, I what have the that. other countries done? You know, we, I agree with that, but I think it's more. It's it's getting bigger than just Ukraine and Russia now, because now China's stepping in, and that's the people that we're, that it's not okay with us. But so, so is NATO. So if they're gonna step in, we're gonna step in as well. That's the point that I'm making. But all we've but heard we stepped is, in first, though. But all we've heard is, you know, of what the U.S. has done. You know, we've given $28 billion. It's been the tension between these three superpowers. But when we bring it outside of that, what have the other countries done to help uh, help with the Ukraine war? You know, I'm sure there's been some aid that they've provided to it. There has been, yeah. With uh, NATO been. and all of that. But it's like, why is it? Why is the U.S. But the you got to think, right. you got to think the reason why that Ukraine is in such big shit right now is because they wanted to join NATO. And we said, OK, if you want to join NATO, you have to get rid of all your nukes. You have to get rid of everything. And then they got rid of everything. And that's when Russia moved in. So because this war is because of what we started. That's true. I Yeah, that's okay. true. The question is, true. who's going to finish it? And that true. would be the U.S. That but that's true. the thing. That's the thing. It, does this turn into another U.S. Afghanistan war where it's no. milked for 20 no, years? This is this is going to be bigger than that. I feel like it's going to be more of an endurance war of who's going to outlast the other. Because now we're just waiting for what's going to happen. Right. There's really no point. There's a bunch of different avenues that we can go down. But 
nothing is really certain. So it's like, okay, we can go continue with the war. Russia and Ukraine keep going at it. Ukraine, uh, U.S. starts throwing in stuff. China starts throwing in stuff. NATO starts, NATO starts throwing in stuff. So now we're just waiting to see what avenue is going down. And not even just that. Even before when the Ukraine, sto- uh, when the Ukraine war was just starting, Russia already had a nuke map on us. And I don't know if you remember that, but I remember I sent it to everybody that I knew because I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So if Russia's also having a nuke map on us and then they're siding with China and they're like coexisting, then yeah, I hope NATO signs with Ukraine and I hope we fuck them up. I mean, I'm with you there too, because I I hope I want, we want, obviously we want the best for Ukraine. That's what we're at right now, because this started by Russia invading Ukraine. So that's. I mean, yeah. And then the last thing that I want to bring up okay. is that the U.S. and China both think that there will be a fight, quote unquote, meaning a war in the year of 2025. Yeah. So I've seen they're that too. both saying that they're both saying that whether that means it's between them two or it's a worldwide thing. It, they're saying that there's going to be a war. So if they're going to say that they're going to go to war with us, we're going to go to war with them and we're going to kick their ass. But at the same time, we look at the African beat farmers. We couldn't even be like farmers. I said, like I said, like I said, there's a lot of shit that the government's hiding that we don't even we're not even thinking about. But I don't feel like it's even that I'm yeah, thinking about the aftermath right. of if this war happens, if we win or lose, whatever, what's going to happen in that aftermath of what the, the aftermath is going to suck. But at the end of the day, that war is going to be over. OK, I have a question then a question about the war, because the nuke map, uh, I don't we the, we probably both have nuke maps on each other. I don't think this is new. I mean, since the 60s. I mean, well, US, yeah, well, US has nuke sites that. in Turkey and things like that but, pointed right at but the we're Kremlin. Not, we're not leaking that. We're not leaking No, it's not leaked. It's a known fact that the US has military bases in Turkey with nuke sites. Israel, other places in Europe, like NATO has these sites pointed at Russia. And we've continued and continued, like you said before, through the years of NATO expansion where it agitated Russia. Like this didn't just come out of nowhere. But what I'm going to ask you this, back to the basis point that I had was, do you think in a year, and this is for everybody, do you think in a year the war will be over? No. Okay, so hold on. The war has only been going on for a year, right? We've given $28 billion in one year. So what happens in another year? Another but, twenty-eight billion. But this is this is on Sorry. our hands, though. I don't get what, what what people aren't understanding. Ukraine's in this whole thing because they wanted to join NATO, and we were like, okay, if you want to join NATO, you have to get rid of everything, get rid of your nukes, get rid of your weapons, get rid of everything. We did that. Well, that's not true because we did that. No, that's not true because NATO was never going to allow Ukraine to join because of this. Because Russia said very strongly, you cannot have a border country that is connected to NATO. That's also why Sweden and Finland and these other countries were like, no, we can't join NATO because Russia will use that and see that as an act of aggression. No, that's not true. That's just but, not true. But that's what happened. That's Yes, Ukraine wanted to join NATO, yes, but we and, were never going to we allow said, them to because said, of this. Okay, but NATO literally said to them, yes, if you get rid of all your shit. And they got rid of all their shit and Russia moved in. That It's literally on our hands because of what we did to try to have... Ukraine join NATO. Whether or not it's on our hands, I don't think that means we need to pro- keep providing. Giving them financial support isn't a good avenue so, for them so to if, repair what mistake that we've made. So if you were, if you were a Ukrainian soldier, right, and you 
thinking that you were joining NATO, right? And you have no weapons or no nothing. And then after that, the U.S. pulls up and be like, all right, well, here's $28 billion in weapons and stuff that you need for this war. You don't think that that's justified? But, okay, I'm thinking about financial support. If you're taking it with this just the supplies themselves, yes, that's obviously going to help for the war because they have they already had nothing to begin with. So I can see where you're coming from, but from that aspect. But I'm going to bring it back. Why does it specifically align for us? Even though if it was our fault, we could compensate with bringing those supplies, but that doesn't mean when's the stopping point? When's that point of where we can say, okay, we've done what we can to help you. We need other countries from NATO or from anywhere else to come yes, and help. That from- happens when NATO comes in and the war ends because NATO came in. But if NATO comes in, if NATO comes, if NATO in, comes in, and then China, China comes, comes in, in, it's going to be a whole world war, which is why it's on our hands to begin with. So, That's the problem. That is the problem. It's on our hands because we told them to get rid of their shit. And that's when Russia moved in. And then after that, Ukraine started whooping their ass with our equipment. And then after that, China help, was starting to help Russia all of a sudden. So now after that, the U.S. and NATO is going to start helping Ukraine. And then after that, it's going to be a big thing. And then when that world war happens, we are going to kick their ass and we're going to win. Because if you look in the history books, I know I know you're smiling because you don't think so. No, if, I, I'm, I'm if, smiling because the points you're making about Ukraine, not we're not allowing Ukraine to have nuclear weapons. That's not. They were never going to join NATO is my point. Okay. This isn't, yes, we helped start this with NATO expansion, but like Next Step just said, it's not all on us. And it's never going to get to the point where it's ground forces because like you said, if it does get to ground forces with NATO, then China comes in and then there is a world war. That's not where the problem is for a world, a world war. And we can talk about that on a later point where I think a war would happen where it's like all sides because you're right, it's going to happen eventually. But I don't think it's there. My whole problem is- how much until it's enough? And that's when the war starts. Okay, and I think that I get might that. be the point where they're trying saying. to stop. Okay. That might be the point where they're saying, okay. That's that middle ground. They're okay. looking, everyone's looking ahead. It's not even just the U.S. It's everyone. Everyone's looking ahead and saying, okay, if we do this and we do that and we do this, World War Three could happen. So we don't want to reach that point. We just want to find a nice, whether it's peaceful or not, we just want to find a resolution, something solid that works for everyone. And you I get that. And, and people might be thinking that the U.S. is dumb for it, but like I said, there's a lot of shit that they're hiding from us that we don't know of yet. I mean, Jordan, what is your take on this? You're kind of like in between, it seems. So, what what is your take on it? I can see you kind of spinning around aside, thinking. Aside from me disassociating because I'm not a huge fan of war or economics, makes sense. <laughs> Neither are we, but I, still, yeah. I, I do believe that we should stop giving more money because it's evident that the money isn't sustaining itself. I mean, but it is because Ukraine is kicking Russia's ass, which is why China's coming in. But to be fair, I can see that because the financial, uh, I guess when you're providing financially for it, that's kind of part of the problem. Sure, you can give them all the equipment in the world. You could, hell, you can give them nukes. Mm -hmm. What is that going to do? Like, it's up to them of how they use it. We can give them all the equipment. We can do all that, but it's up to them. At this point, I feel as if it's out of the United States' control. I feel the United States has put in so much work, so much effort, so much more, quite frankly, than needed. Maybe. Maybe it's out of the United States' control, but it's not out of NATO's. Of course. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Perfect. Perfectly said. But anyways, stay tuned for more where we go into a more... Calmer topic. 
Yeah, <laughs> calmer topic. <laughs> Stay tuned. Everybody, welcome back to Chasing the Chaos. We're out here, all four of us, with the best chaotic topics. Monkey D. Wise, what we got going on today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So a group of scientists in Europe demonstrated a process in which an atom can be restored to its previous state. Now, this is a scientific process, not possible in the real world, but like something you would hear in the new garbage Ant-Man movie is indeed <laughs> possible in the quantum realm. The process to restore an atom to a previous state is something that should not be able to be accomplished according to the law of physics. However, quantum physics on a microscopic level have done the impossible, according to researchers and scientists alike. To get a more detailed explanation on this fascinating subject, we will let Next Step explain this. And hopefully, bro, in English, please. <laughs> I'll try and keep it as general as possible. Please. So the best way I can explain this is like you said, the Ant-Man Ant quantum movie. It's It goes down to that molecular level, that Atom, atomic level. So it's we're looking at a whole different universe at this point. It's literally the construct of our body. So it's how, you know, and everyone says the cell is the powerhouse of the, you know, all the mitochondria of that. is the mitochondria. Thank of you. the cell. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, never in beats over here. Dog. Everyone knows that. So I'm just saying it's, we're talking that level cells, but smaller. So that's the kind of a level that we're talking about. So and we're achieving rewinding those atoms to a previous state, which basically means things like, you know, that Fortnite med mist where it just heals you immediately. Yeah. That level. We're talking about that level where in the future, like cybernetics, all that, all that future stuff where you look at a cut 10 seconds later, it automatically heals. So I have a question because we were talking about this earlier and everything. Okay. So is this like the first step into time traveling and everything like that? Yes and no, because see, that's hard to say because with, this kind of development, it's only for like a few seconds and it's on a quantum level. If we're talking about humans, it would take millions of years in order for just a, maybe a half a second. So is it even a, like a step into it? Very, very small, but yes, it's still a step in the right direction because what we're looking for is something where we can reverse. I think that's what we're looking for. Rejuvenation and reversion to a previous state. That's essentially what we're looking for. Whether or not it's for a few seconds, I mean- with given what we have technology technology wise right now, it would take a whole room of technology just for one atom. But you're, but this is talking about like healing yourself, right? right. So like, kind of going back because like you're getting rid of that. Yes, but it also gives you knowledge based on what that atom has really been through, quote unquote, because it shows you what processes they went through, what combinations, what chemical, whatever that they went through. All of that, it's showing you you know, I guess it's just giving you that kind of information. So mm -hmm. like we said with the Ant-Man Ant Quantum movie, it's just, it's on that small molecular level. Words okay. are not working for me right now. <laughs> you're good. What about you, Jordan? I know you're the science kid out here, so what you got? I do love science and I'm overjoyed that Next Step brought this segment into <laughs> Chasing the Chaos today. When Next Step was getting into addressing the molecular structures and really diving into understanding the processes of these atoms and cells, I found it interesting. And I couldn't help but ponder how this is going to be a game changer in the health field. I can't imagine how fast it's going to accelerate the rate of healing humanity and potentially even plant science or earth science, rejuvenating the status of the earth. 
Now, if you told me it was for plant science, I would have believed it more. See, that's I think that's that's a good point because when you talk about humans, it's a very, very, a very far, sophisticated form, very yeah. far fetched theory. But when you talk about something as small as plants, mm-hmm. it's like okay, you can just reverse an atom, plant starts growing again, or something like that. So, how yeah. long until sports players, when they get injured, like a broken leg or something, that they're just going to be able to like fix that? <laughs> that's it's up to Ant Man. Okay, yeah. I, I it's up like to that. Paul Rudd. Like yeah. <laughs> we'll wait for Paul Rudd to make a statement. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you two guys. Is can you just for like the average audience listener or something, can you like break down this process like step by step? Because I'm still a little confused on what That's, the fuck we're even talking about. Are you with so, me? I mean, I, I mean I am and I'm not. Okay. I can see what they're okay. saying. But at the same time, it just doesn't like doesn't compute up here. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. compute. Okay. I'm going to try to explain this in a very simple form. Mm-hmm. Think of a storyboard. You start with one cell. The cell duplicates and then duplicates again. And think of you reversing this pattern, reversing the pattern of the growth and expansion of the atoms and cells so we can, therefore, it's like watching a movie in reverse. You're like, all right, I was just about to say now that. I know what happens because I reversed the movie. I was okay. just about to make that it's, note, too. That's it's a good taking note. A, a technological approach to a physical, biological concept. And that's what I was thinking when I was saying time travel, because you're going backwards. You know what I mean? Well, te- so Yeah. Well, let me, let me put it in this. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, I'll, technically, like I said, with the movie, a movie would play, let's just say you go to a theater, right? Mm-hmm. A movie plays from start to begin, or from beginning to end, normal speed. That's normal physics. That's mm-hmm. just, you that's know. That's motion. The law of physics? No, pretty much. It's just the normal physics of what we know right now. Huh? When you have, <laughs> when you have, okay, when you're running, you run in one direction. Think of it that way. Yeah. You're running from start to finish. Uh-huh. With, a, let's just say, a TV remote or time travel, you can have, you can rewind, you can pause, you can fast forward with the knowledge that you have. Now you're getting into the quantum level of saying, okay, I know that this part of the movie is going to happen at this point in time, but I want to go back and look at this other part again to, to understand learn, to why understand this and, happened. Exactly. It's like that. Um, it's the practice of analyzing patterns in order to understand the process in efforts to apply that observed process to solve future problems. Think of making new combinations. Oh, exactly. Okay, it's starting to like get in, get up here a little bit. Okay. So all we're doing is essentially we're just reversing this process to see what else we can learn. Mm-hmm. It's like watching a same ten second TikTok clip. Over and over and over to find out what you can find. Could that negatively affect us at the same time? Possibly. There is a possible chance. There's always a negative and a positive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, we're experimenting with something huge here. So obviously there's going to be something negative that's going to impact, impact how this develops. So if we're duplicating a cell, right, is that what's going to smaller than that? Okay. So is that, but that one cell that we're duplicating, is that a parallel life inside its That's this first thinking. reality is, is it that what's reality? happening or am i completely off base you're not exactly off base i would say you're getting more into like dimensional theories you're yeah, talking like I was just 3d thinking of more 3d 45d those okay. kind of things that's when you're talking about okay the perception of whatever this cell is in this current time and space that's a whole completely separate issue yeah. but at the same time you're still on track with it because you're still saying okay, by reversing the process, 
this cell is still going to exist again, but it's like nothing changed. It's like you throw a ball, reverse time, you catch the ball in reverse, you're throwing it again. Nothing's going to change. Now, I have another question because I'm really bad at science. I'm sorry <laughs> for you science kids out there. I'm a math kid. But... Um, <laughs> Science so, is math, anyways. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Don't go there. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, but pretty sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. But anyways. Anyway. <laughs> so could this be also a first step into cloning as well? Yes. That is, this is that kind of step. So now we're talking about healing. We're talking about cloning because now we're on the, we're smaller than cell level. So this mm. is... It think of a whole room, this whole room that we're in. I don't know the square footage of this room, but just think of a room about like the size of a cubicle mm -hmm. and it takes that much equipment just for one atom. So imagine in the future where we can use that type of equipment so this is for one person right now. It might seem like it where it seems like it takes all of this equipment just for one atom. Sure. But at the same time, it took all of that to realize we're trying to perceive something that we couldn't really perceive before. So that's why all of this is crucial because we're gaining an understanding of really, if you want to put on a grand scale, the expansion of the universe, we're putting it on that level. If we're going starting, we're starting this small to atoms, we're going to expansion level, universal level to how the universe is just like. Next step. Can yeah. I ask you a question? Go ahead. Do you listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson? Not exactly, but I heard a little bit of it. That's all I had to ask. <laughs> Wait, I, he but, speaks upon specific Philosophies and ide ideologies like that. A lot wow, of stuff, gotcha. Yeah. But can gotcha. these cells that are being duplicated, do they know there's a second one of that cell? Like, do they, have, so. do they have They're, consciousnesses? That's I, like telling yourself, hey, you're about to throw a ball. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, like, what? What? So think of it this way. You're I feel like I need to do a shit ton of shrooms <laughs> because I'm fucking like, this is blowing my brain up you, so much and this is so interesting. I promise you none of us are high right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, think of it this way. So if we're just looking at a segment in time where person A is throwing a ball to person B, right? You're person C at this point, but you're also person A. So you're existing in the same time zone as your previous self. Mm -hmm. So you're, that's like time level. Cause you're saying, okay, you're going, you're, you're telling, time regressing. You're telling you person A, Marvel? yeah, you're <laughs> telling person A, yeah, you're telling person A, hey, you're about to throw a ball. Person A is like, wait, what? We're, so we're it's like, about. you're not, there's, okay. It's hard. It, this is hard to explain. I feel like <laughs> when the Hulk got punched out of his body from like, the Marvel movie there where it was like, Oh, like I'm a ghost, but I can see me. Isn't that's that astro projection? Astro project that's, is that, kind of, I feel like that's what we're getting at though. <laughs> yes. I'm astro projected. Yeah. So have I, that's, it's insane. I, never, I didn't set the intention to, I just did. Interesting. Was it like right before you fell asleep or something? No, it was actually right before. <laughs> you I, I looked so back. confused. I that's what <laughs> Was sorry, what, sorry. What did you say, Jordan? It was um, it was at a state of rest where I was just about to wake up. I was finishing REM. REM. So REM. Have you all heard of REM sleep? Yeah. It's amazing because like your arms feel like it's weird when you astral project because it's like your arms don't aren't moving. You're above That's, it. That potentially. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. sleep paralysis, right? It's that potentially is a, a branch of sleep paralysis. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it wasn't. Like I was like I was like tripping off mushrooms, and it was like. 
bro, like I could feel myself outside oh. my body and it was weird. It was like my arms were just, then, yeah. I couldn't feel them. Then, you know what mm. I'm saying? I think you, your, um, your consciousness was in a, a sense of leaving your body but also returning to yeah, it. What the fuck? So yeah, we're getting <laughs> we're getting into just to put it on simple terms. It we're, now what we're talking about is more like lucid dreaming, like what you're you're aware that you're asleep, and you can control what's going on in your head. So it's like, oh, I wasn't able to control it. I was just cognitive that I was in a different realm. Well, that's Science also that's also part of it. For me. <laughs> well, that's also that's part wild. of it. That's part of it. Lucid dreaming. It's, yeah. You're aware of it, whether or not you control it. That's different. That's kind of in the same, it's like sub underneath that. You're right. aware of it. That's part of lucid dreaming. You can control it. That's still part of lucid dreaming. So are, are cells, do so, cells have consciousnesses? Like, do they have a state of consciousness? That's even hard at the to say. minuscule level. Like, is there I still. Would say, I would say that cells have programmed intelligence. Do they have cognitive abilities? Do they have consciousness itself? I'm not sure. No. Consciousness can be represented as energy. Right? Mm -hmm. Everything is energy. Everything is life force. Everything is consciousness. Therefore, I could say anything is, is conscious, right? That's like saying you're going to slam your head, hand on a table. There's cells in your hand. You're killing all of those cells. Oh my goodness. Probably oh, killed wow. about a couple million cells there. So, <laughs> <laughs> five million, six million, seven million. But my head hurts. I'm losing brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, we, but we are made out of cells, right? So we'll bring it back to just the whole general basis of it. The cells themselves, if we're talking about atoms and yeah, cells duplicating. Like singular. Yes, singular. If okay. we're talking about one, I'd, you're going to have to tell me about the process for it, but it's mitosis. Meta mitosis. Mitosis. So it's a process of when a cell duplicates into two cells. Like when, uh, like when you get twins, you have one one, I don't know what it's called, the technical term, but it's like you have one cell that duplicates on a rare occasion. Now you have two, but it's- Is it an embryo? Yeah, right? Embryo, embryo. I, I think so. Yeah, embryo. embryo. So an embryo duplicates, yeah. now you have two. Okay. So it's this- I'm so brain fucked. <laughs> we did kind of get up on a multiple concepts, but essentially just to wrap it all up, this whole experiment is just a method for, you know, opening- the avenues for time travel, opening the avenues for healing, but it's not, we're not on that scale yet. So we're still working. I hope there. not. That would okay, be very so, dangerous. So, so what is the next logical step? Because I think time travel and all that is great, but I think that's like way far in the future, right? What do you guys think is the next, maybe teeny little baby step from what has just happened? All right. So from what, Jordan was saying is that it was more for plant science, right? Right. So I guess the next step would be for human science. That would be my like go-to. Yes. Okay. But okay. if you want to put it on a more simplest scale, yeah. the one word that could sum it all, study. We're just studying for what this atom, what this atom itself has information. It's like that TV remote. We're going to keep going back over and over and over just to figure out what this atom or what this cell the is function. trying to say. Exactly. The, what the function of it and what that programmed intelligence of what it was trying to do. Exactly. And we just keep studying it over and over. It's like, okay, we know what this is going to do. We're going to let it continue through time. Now, the only problem with this is, I forgot to mention this, is for, like I said before, it takes about millions of years for just humans to develop a few Half a second. Right. So for atoms, it would take 20 seconds to go back 20 seconds. That's why we're not on that scale yet. Because if you want to go to a human level, it's going to take years. It would take a lifetime for you to go back that amount of lifetime. You're right. So it's hard with the 
Now, with the equipment that we... <laughs> I can see the confused look. No, no. With, I just got a realization, bro. Like, if it takes us, like, so long to even do, like, the littlest... Like, it's insane, bro. There are fucking billions of people on this earth, trillions of plants and, like, organisms and stuff. Like, does that not just prove... His like, third eye's opening, by the way. Bro, I can feel it. Like, <laughs> like bro, <laughs> Yours is. does that not just prove to some people, maybe not everyone, like... The existence of God. Yeah. Like who can do something so big and so empoweringly humongous, just a boom of energy and things like this are created where we're literally questioning our own existence of consciousness through a podcast of our peers. Like that's through technology. It's just insane. It's like right. human humanity and God just shaking hands right now. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, look at who created us. Yes. It's, I mean- this might this trigger warning for those yeah, out don't, there, but don't, don't. I already knew because trigger I was warning because too <laughs> for me for me I mean I'll just say I'm a Christian so this is what I would believe in personally. Wait, that's a trigger warning to just say your religion? Oh God, this country. <laughs> <laughs> Literally black trigger warning. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Oh my God. And then, and then that's when someone goes, why do they always have to be so political? And it's like, dude, I literally just said my oh. ethnicity. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not Jordan wrong. being like, I'm a female. Oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. But just for me personally, I'm a Christian, so this is what I would believe yeah. just for me. And it's like when in the beginning of just long story short for Genesis, when God says, let there be light, that big bang was that light. Right. That's like, boom, all yep. of this happening. Yep. God hovered over the earth. This is when the earth is literally being created. And so I it's, couldn't agree with that more. <laughs> it's the, mer you're not, separating science and religion, you're combining the two because it's like the Big Bang happened because of God. The earth was formed because of what God was doing and things like that, they're all coming together. So it's like, okay, God's saying, I want land there, land forms. Mm -hmm. It's, but how long it takes, I mean, that's different. We perceive time differently than God does. That's, right. that's why- Because in the 3D yeah. realm, in the 3D realm, time is linear. Everywhere else, time is not linear. Time depends on the con the level of consciousness and the, the internal frequency that you're emitting at. Like, look at Interstellar. Y'all have heard of that movie, Interstellar. Love right? it. One of the best movies of Very all time. Good. Right, lives on the ending that? insane. Yeah. I'm not going to ruin it. But, like, when he goes through, like, that dimensional you could feel that. The that first, was insane. Exactly. That first part was actually a black hole. That's... Now we're getting into space because that's just like you gotta love <laughs> like, okay, might as well go get into it. <laughs> hey, we I might mean, as well. I can summarize it real interesting. quick. No, yeah. go for it. Man. I'll go for it. So for black holes, long story short, mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the kind of material for what's inside a black hole. So we can't think about when you see a black hole, what's going to happen. Whole light, everything is absorbed it's fully absorbed. It's warped. All of that. It's, it's because the gravitational pull of a black hole is so strong that it's literally pulling light and matter. It's that strong. Imagine something so strong that it took, it takes the light that you're looking at, curves it the other direction. That's how strong a black hole itself is. We I think don't I'm have that strong when I leave the gym. Hey, you gotta get them gains in. <laughs> it's okay. Next step feels that way after he plays Destiny. Urgh, you already know. Oh god. Okay. This All is right. getting chaotic. If you've seen one, if you've seen uh, one O, you already know. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, we don't have the material to withstand the gravitational pull of a black hole. That's why we don't really know. So in Interstellar, when they were showing that scene of literally time itself being warped, you're going yeah. through, that's 3D, but it's 
the way it was warped. You're literally, it, a black hole could be a wormhole. We don't know that. But, but we see a black hole, right? Like in 3D, which is, do you know what I'm like? Think, we see a black hole in 3D. Technically. Until we go inside it, maybe? Think about it this way. When, so let's just say you live in a 2D world, right? You only have up, down, left, right. You can't see out. There's right. no, so now if a circle or a sphere rather pops up in your dimension, you're only going to see it as a circle. You can't see it. Like, I don't know the best way to describe it, but you can't really perceive it. You can't, you can't see, see it. at a different view. Because you're in a 2D trying to perceive a 3D thing. Yeah. That's exactly what Interstellar is trying to show because we're in a 3D world trying to perceive something 5D, which is time. Ooh. So God, that's what I'm saying. See, I said gosh darn it. I said saying God. Because I just, you know. Because you, know, you, know, you made this man believe. I've been believing for a long time just because yeah. of personal experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I've, I've talked to Jordan about that and stuff. And it's just, the like you said, the more we talk about science, the more it almost like it reiterates together, it comes together. the existence of God. Literally, if you just so read the Bible and you look at the scientific studies I of what's going agree. on, you're going to see the weirdest correlation. It's going to be like, this happened. 110% agree. You're going to see like this happened in the Bible and you're going to see that this scientific event happened. You're going to be like, what just happened? (laughs) I had a great time getting down to the molecular structures of atoms. Thanks for talking about that. We went from atom rejuvenation to talking about 5D. Like that was so fun. And you sold the movie. You sold the movie Interstellar while doing it. Look at that. Yeah. My mind is still, huh? Let, that should show you how crucial. I'm going to bring it all the way back. That should show you how crucial this atom rejuvenation is. If we can get from that, sing, all of those points, just from that singular talking about an atom, that should show you how crucial that this tiny, ever so small baby step is. You know what? I hate atoms, though. They make up everything. <laughs> <laughs> You need to put in that was production the boom. Clock. That was good. That was good. All right. With yeah. that being said, we're gonna head into the next segment where we head into the chaotic crime of the week. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. Chaotic crime of the week time. Welcome back to Chasing the Chaos. We are out here, all four of us. Jordan, how are we doing today? We're doing great, and I'm so ready to provide you a chaotic crime of the week. You've almost certainly heard of Florida man or Ohio man, but let me ask you this. Have you heard of Texas woman? (laughs) Apparently a Texas woman named Rebecca Lynette Taylor has been accused and arrested on the suspicion of allegedly attempting to purchase another woman's baby in the checkout line of Walmart, of all places. He's got your baby. He's got your baby. He's got your baby. The mother of this child, who Rebecca Lynette Taylor approached, complimented her child's features, but suddenly got uncomfortable when she continuously spoke to her son using his birth name, which was odd because the mother of the child claims to have never met Taylor before. Things only started to spiral out of control when Rebecca Lynette Taylor followed the mother and baby outside of the Walmart store and into the parking lot. Claiming the money for the child was in her car, this is when the mother had heard enough and promptly contacted the local law enforcement agency. This whole ordeal begs the question, Would you guys ever sell your child to an unusually shady woman at your local Walmart? 
or would you defer and keep your biological child? I have a question for you, then. <laughs> is that even a question? <laughs> like, I think it is. I think we need to talk this one out. I don't think it's so cut and dry like you think, Next Up. I, mean, I think we got to give this a shot. I mean, like I told Jordan before, we can always... He was Give trying birth. to justify right. it. Right. I yeah. think there's always, the first one's always kind of a fuck up anyways. So my <laughs> thinking. Yo, first child. <laughs> I am too. Uh, what do you mean? My point exactly. Oh Bro. But I am too. And I just yeah. educated I you on science. Come on. Now. Right. So <laughs> what I'm thinking is you can always pop out another few. Right. It's going to be a little bit of an investment. Sell the first one. Get a little bit of bread. You did what you could and move on. Sweetie, sweetie, Marcus, coming for that booty. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. She should have done the right thing, and yeah, the right thing. Right, the right thing, which we're, is not that. Did, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are we not? She did the are, right thing. are we not in all agreement? She didn't do the right thing. She shouldn't have contacted the local law enforcement agency. No, yo, she should have told no, that baby. That's not what it meant. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Right there. Oh, all right. There's the door. My mistake. I'm playing. I'm just saying. I mean. Like you said, the one thing that said Taylor said that she was a perfect or he was a perfect fit and said that she had been wanting to buy a baby for a long time. Yeah, that's adoption centers exist. There are so many kids that have already been given up. Let's just give them a but chance. That's Don't not go the to perfect one. I, that's yeah. literally what she yeah. said. I was like, yo, what am I reading right now? I am so <laughs> sure you can find a blonde hair, blue eyed kid in an adoption center that doesn't have a home. Really? I don't know. It's entirely I possible. Think you should keep those. What I, <laughs> oh my God. What I was thinking here is not really in a sense of the knowledge of there being access of clinics and places to purchase children legally, I guess. <laughs> right. But legally. Right. Keyword. Sign it out, bro. <laughs> 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 to pay attention to the, the state that this woman is in. In her mind. Right, yeah. Because it seems no sane person. <laughs> she's God. That's what I her mindset was. <laughs> she's her. She is her. You just, are you, but she is her. <laughs> I, just, I just find this whole story a bit concerning because there was, it almost sounded like a setup, a lure to the car. Yes. She was yes. emphasizing the car and... Whenever strangers approach you and start giving emphasis about their cars, no offense, next step, I know he loves his whip. I am but a car guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely something to worth raising an eyebrow about. And I am really, really happy that she contacted the law enforcement because I don't know what her intentions were with that kid. To be yeah. fair, that is a good segue because a lot of times when people are starting to motion for, for their car, you're talking about like human trafficking, a lot of that. So Truthfully, whether or not she had the money and whether or not the woman was going to do it, which I'm so glad she didn't, right? Um, it that opens the whole segue of what that kid would have gone into. Yo, imagine that um, that kid in high school though, like that uh, the story he's going to be able to tell. But this he'll be like, high. "Yo, bro, you got nothing on me. You got nothing, bro." But, but at the same time, that poor kid, that poor kid is probably scared shitless. Like, mom, please do not give me away to this woman. Please. Yeah. Well, like the alarming thing about the whole story is how did she know the kid's name? I believe that I didn't read a lot of information following up to this case, but I do believe that this was slightly premeditated in a sense where this individual, this woman, I believe was with someone else in the car. I think she had an accomplice with her assisting her in this project. And I find it really concerning. So the thing that I considered concerning 
before I even got into that whole story with that one child, yeah, this happened twice. What? Yeah, with the yeah. woman, the same yes. woman. Yes. Okay. So, so she's so, ill. So, what was said? Me as a doctor. So, yeah. a good observation. So, so she might the be a source, little. The source mentally ill said. The source literally says uh, this female had prior incident five days prior to buying a different oh, yes. child. Jeez. So this hasn't happened just once. This happened fucking twice, bro. You know bro. what? That she actually scares me. That scares me because I know for a fact that there are people out there that would say, fuck it. Yeah, here, I'll take the money. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, it's true. I wonder if you that's happened be a parent before. In that case. Seriously. Yeah. You should not be a parent in that Why case. would you yeah, birth something right. to now you're just like, oh, okay, I'm going to sell it for 500K. That. That That's makes zero sense. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if I had a kid and everything, no amount of money is worth giving my child. Up. Well, hold on. See, I would, if hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold 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 on. Doesn't dude. it depend though? Like, what if the kid is like kind of like weird and you don't really like him? Like, what if he's just like a weird kid? <laughs> That's my kid. Well, That's, again, you can make another one. No. But you're still. That's what you made. That's like it doesn't matter how screwed up your kid That's is. Like, That's your kid. I've That's also like made a sandcastle that I didn't like. You know what I did? I got rid of it. And made a new one that I did like. That's sand. That's not your, like, that's not something that you made. Yes, it is. <laughs> Organically made. Let Organically me put that made. word in. Put there. it that oh, way. Oh, okay. I go your but saying. Like, yeah. But, like, that's like asking, like, mom, which one do you like the best? Like, she's not going to answer with that. For her answer, it was a little bit different. She's like, I hate you all the same. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, we have to use that as like a, a teaser for the episode because that was just really funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's what that's what I'm saying. So for this this girl, she I don't know. I, I wouldn't go near randoms after that one. Side. <laughs> if I was that kid, I would be staying far away from Walmart. We're gonna all. dub this girl the baby buyer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, stay tuned for more where we go into the good news story of the week. Beef for breakfast wasn't what Christopher Campbell wanted when he placed his order at Waffle House. Caught in the act, a brawl inside a Gwinnett County Waffle House. Welcome back to another chaotic episode of Chasing the Chaos. We're out here with some good news this time. So Jordan, want to enlighten us a little bit? Welcoming in the good news of Waffle House, an eight-year-old boy, Kazen Hunter, raised $100,000 for his server at his local Waffle House in Little Rock, Arkansas. Kazen Hunter and his family formed a long, boisterous, and profound bond with the charming, polite, and positively bright server Devante Gardner. Kazen would almost want to go to the Waffle House religiously to see his favorite server Devante. Kazen would even only sit in Gardner's section so he could interact with his server slash buddy. However, as time passed, Kenson discovered that Devante Gardner and his family were going through a real hard time to the point where Devante had to walk to work at the local Waffle House. When Kazen, the eight-year-old, found out this news, he asked his mother to create a GoFundMe for his friend. Kazen would eventually be surprised by his actions, that they would initiate a downpour of generosity and kindness as the story went viral. Kazen Hunter had raised a grand total of $100,000 for Gardner. The Waffle House waiter was deeply moved by this. Devante Gardner and his family now have been able to move to a new and improved apartment and, of course, a vehicle to get to work. 
Kazan and Devante's bond through two unlikely people continues to grow stronger and more surreal every single day. That's touching. That's yeah. It's crazy yeah. to me about how a kid, an eight-year-old kid, can make that big of a difference to raise eight. Um, wow. Well, he was eight, but yeah. he raised a hundred thousand dollars. Like that's incredible. I was just about to say for an eight-year-old to raise that much money. That's, that's insane. Saying. Kids are incredibly perceptive about what they can see around them. So the fact that he even noticed that and he's like, hey, I want to make a change for that, that that in itself is just incredible. I can totally agree. Monkey the Wise, what do you think on this one? You know what? I might, you know, hearing Kazan's story, I just, maybe I won't sell my first one. Maybe he'll <laughs> end up like a Kazan. And that's what I think we can all hope for in all seriousness. I that you like, like going to shit a tear or something. Nah, he went back. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, this guy, I, I just think it's like a beacon of hope. And like just kindness in this world. And I Truly. just think those things are so important. And I think a lot of us forget about it. And it's just, wow, he was eight years old and he raised, he helped raise $100,000. So shout out and a salute to all of those people who ended oh, up yeah. helping his family. Wow. I think wow. it's super inspiring for any age to hear this story or come across it, knowing wow. that no matter how old you are or where you come from, you can always influence someone's life and make a difference. Exactly. It's true. I think I, it's wonderful. I couldn't, I couldn't have said that one better. It's crazy about how kids can have faith like a mustard seed, and really for anyone, just having that small amount of faith in something or someone, it's, they can make that big of an impact. Crazy. I hope this segment has inspired you to choose kindness, and thank you for listening to Chasing the Chaos.